pollution and climate change by excessive burning of fossil fuel are real threat not the people who warn that we must take these threats seriously said by david suzuki canadian academic and environmental broadcaster welcome back listeners to the new episode of talking climate change with yash negi in this episode we will talk about cop26 and its importance let's get started in november the 26th un conference of parties also known as cop climate summit will take place in glasgow united kingdom known as cop26 it will mark 5 years since the paris agreement and it will be crucial that real progress is made at the summit in order to take immediate action on the climate emergency the summit will take place from 9th to 20th november with around 30000 delegates expected to attend this includes heads of state climate expert business leader and campaigners cop26 is co-hosted with italy and a pre-cop meeting which will include a youth event will be held in milan from 20th september to 2nd october the aim of the cop summit is to coordinate global action to deal with the climate emergency with governments attempting to negotiate policies that will achieve this the first cop was held in berlin germany in 1995 perhaps one of the most important cops to date was cop 21 in france in 2015 which saw the birth of the paris agreement a crucial framework for global action however there are still as aspects of the paris agreement that need to be finalized and the world is currently not on track to meet its climate goal chemical engineers have a vital role to play in addressing the climate emergency there are many examples where chemical engineers can make a difference such as developing new processes for cement and steel production along with developing jet fuel from waste small modular reactor and a new processes for hydrogen production they can also contribute through carbon capture and storage tackling methane emission developing ways to effectively efficiently recycle batteries and producing green chemical bioplastic and biofuel engineers can also play a part in influencing policy decisions ahead of cop26 icme has said that it fully recognizes the climate emergency let us talk about an urgent need for global action so the average global temperature is now 1.1 degree celsius higher compared to pre industrial time and there has been a 0.2 degree celsius increase in the 2015 to 2019 period compared to the previous 5 year period according to the world meteorological organization wmo this has already led to a notable increase and worsening of extreme weather event such as flooding and bushfire and possesses a significant threat to to low lying nation particularly island state due to rising sea level the aim of the paris agreement as we all know from my previous podcast is to keep the average global temperature rise to well below 2 degrees celsius and work to limit this to 1.5 degrees celsius the need to limit the temperature rise to 1.5 degrees celsius was reinforced by the un intergovernmental panel on climate change ipcc remote in 2018 which warned that in order to meet this target human caused co2 emission will need to fall by around 45% from 2018 levels by 2030 and reach net zero by 2050 i have made a separate podcast on ipcc go and check that out first before listening to more in this podcast if you haven't listened to ipcc i would strongly recommend to hear that podcast first So let us continue. Despite this 2019 was the second warmest year on the record since 
and the global carbon project gcp reported in december that you know emissions from fossil fuel and industry were projected to rise 0.6% compared to 2018 the gcp also said in an environmental research letters paper that 2020 emissions are projected to rise further and that there are no signs that emissions have peaked yet the volume of co2 emissions that can enter the atmosphere and still limit warming to 1.5 degree celsius is known as a carbon budget is forecasted by dnv gl's latest energy transition outlook to be exhausted in 2028 at the same time a report by un environment program and a coalition of research organization calculated that by 2030 the world is on track to produce twice as much fossil fuel as can be burned the current planned production of oil gas and coal by 2030 will lead to 39 billion tons of co2 emission which is 120% more than what is possible under a 1.5 degree celsius scenario clearly stronger commitment and real actions are needed as soon as possible at cop24 in poland in 2018 196 countries agreed on a rule book for enacting the paris agreement however the negotiations were fraught with complications for example the united states saudi arabia russia and kuwait held up negotiation as they did not want to help the i welcome the ipcc report eventually a compromise was reached where the timely completion of the report was welcomed and countries were invited to use it the rule book also didn't include the finalization of article 6 which would set out rules for a global carbon market and exchanging carbon credit this discussion was postponed until cop 25 cop 25 was originally supposed to take place in chile but this was not possible due to violent anti government protest at that time just a month before the climate talks were due to begin in december 2019 spain agreed to host the summit however chile retained the presidency The summit was the longest in COP history with the negotiations running over by 2 days. The talks almost collapsed with weak compromises only being made at the last moment at the last minute also. One meeting was even held up due to participants disagreeing o- over what the negotiation should be called. So most of the difficult topics were pushed back to the talk in Bonn in June 2020 as well as COP26. According to Carbon Brief countries could not agree on common reporting tables and common tabular format a common time frame for the submission of nationally determined contribution which is NDCs each country's Paris agreement pledge could also not be agreed upon Greta Thunberg said the real danger is when politicians and CEOs are making it look like real action when in fact almost nothing is being done apart from clever accounting and creative pr a key focus of cop 25 was supposed to be finalizing article 6 some of the many issues surrounding article 6 include the importance of avoiding double counting which is when the carbon credits are included by both the host country and the purchasing country and ensuring a net reduction in emissions rather than just offsetting them elsewhere while an agreement was almost reached this has now been postponed and talks will begin again from scratch at the next meeting carbon brief has a detailed explanation of the importance of article 6 and the complications surrounding it poorer countries feel the impact of climate crisis more 
despite having contributed less to it in terms of emission and this is acknowledged in the paris agreement you know through an option to report loss and damage however there was a failure at both cop 24 and cop 25 to add sufficient financial provision to support the most vulnerable countries the alliance of small island state also known as aosis said in a closing statement at cop 25 quote this we are appalled and dismayed at the failure to come to a decision on critical issues the scale of inaction ineffective processes and some parties human commitment to obstruction and regressive anti science position climate action is not a wish it is a matter of survival and it must be funded un secretary general antonio guterres said on twitter i am disappointed with the result of cop 25 the international community lost an important opportunity to show increased ambition on mitigation adaptation and finance to tackle the climate crisis but we must not give up and i will not give up there were also some positive outcomes of cop at cop 25 as businesses and ngos often announced net zero and green commitments at the cops according to business green more than 177 companies committed to aligning their business strategies with emission targets and 500 more pledged to achieve the net zero emission by 2030 but what exactly needs to happen at cop 26 cop 26 must find a resolution to article 6 along with other items such as suitable laws and damage financing that were unresolved at previous summits the paris agreement is designing to be a ratchet system where each ndc represents progression and raises ambition over time there are no specific requirement as to how the ndcs should be structured so they vary greatly between nations each country's ndc was originally submitted for cop 21 and now needs to be updated current ndcs are insufficient to meet the 1.5 degrees celsius target and under current pledges the world is on track to warm by 3 degrees celsius with the most optimistic policy scenario being 2.8 degrees celsius according to climate action tracker which is also known as cat countries are expected but not required to improve on their paris pledges pledges in 2020 prior to cop 26 due to the lack of common time frame for ndcs nations that set an ndc with a time frame up to 2025 will be asked to submit a new ndc whereas countries with 2030 targets will be asked only to communicate or update their pledges we are not seeing the kind of action you had expected from the government facing a climate emergency said by nicholas hoen founding partner of cat partner organization new climate institute Since last year's update our temperature estimate has not improved from climate action and many governments are still failing to meet their often insufficient targets said by him cat has a tool to check for updates on whether countries have submitted their new or updated ndcs it is expected that these will continue to be updated ahead of the summit Reducing global emission will also become more difficult when the United States, the second largest emitter, leaves the Paris Agreement on 4th November, just days before COP26, and one day after the US presidential election. A new US president would be able to rejoin the agreement, which is a process that only takes 30 days. At the COP26 launch on February 4th, Sir David Attenborough said that the Paris Agreement was a huge step forward, but now we need to do something about it. 
it is now up to us to put before the nation of the world what has to be done we don't need to emphasize to them or to you that the longer we leave it of not doing things but going on talking about the problem the worse it is going to get and in the end unless we do something it becomes insoluble now is the moment now glasgow becomes extremely important it is very crucial that steps are made in the right direction at cop26 writing in february 2016 not long after the paris agreement was adopted i can be energy center staffer simmons said the political conversation will continue but this won't save the planet chemical engineers can turn words into action the same is still true today but the action is needed more urgently than ever before and yes the clock is ticking and it is ticking fast and the time will never come back if we lose this moment that that was it for cop 26 but i would really like to tell you something more today i read this in newspaper the topic was the title was sorry how young activists helped make climate a campaign issue there's a girl age 18 madeline graham she fed her ballot into the machine at the sandy spring polling place completing her journey from climate protester to climate voter becoming one of millions of her generation compelled by their deep worry about the planet to vote for the first time there's a lot of emotions said graham as she walked out of the early voting center after casting her vote for president for democratic nominee joe biden proudly she pasted her quoted i voted sticker to the dashboard of her truck this is very historic moment she added i am glad i get to be part of it graham spent part of the past two years standing outside government building and legislators offices trying to get adults to listen to her concerns about climate change the high schooler has attended sit-ins held a weekly protest in front of the capital and last september helped orchestrate orchestrate the school strike for climate that drew millions of young people from all over the world sometimes it seems like all i can do she said last fall is yell at some guy in a big office to please care about the future that changed when she turned 18 this month graham is among a surging cohort of young voters who for the first time in the presidential election ranked climate change as one of the top priorities they came of age in an era of unprecedented natural disaster orchest orchest orchestrated the largest global climate protest in half a century and take credit for pushing environmental issues to the forefront of 2020 campaign and they appear to be reversing a long history of low turnout among young voters the activation we have seen over the last couple years has definitely created a wave of energy that carried us to the ballot box said katie edder the 20 year old executive director of future coalition a network of youth led activist group that organized the september 2019 climate strike in the united states young people understand that if we want to save our life and our future we have to do it ourselves said by her concern for the planet is a major motivator for this generation millennial and member of gen z are more likely than older voters to agree with the scientific consensus that the world is warming because of human activities 
and while the Republican Party has no official plan regarding climate change, 49% of younger Republicans say the government should be doing more to combat its effect, according to a poll this summer from the Pew Research Center. In a September poll from NPR, PBS News R and Marist said 16% of respondents between ages 18 and 29 rated climate change as their most important issue, only the economy ranked higher. By contrast, a 2016 new poll found that people younger than 50 were less likely than older Americans to say the environment was very important to their vote. For all age groups, the issue was outranked by a swath of other priorities, including social security and foreign policy. In a recent Pew poll, 78% of Democrats and left-leaning independents said climate change should be the top priority for the President of the United States and Congress. Five years ago, that number was 46%. It is a sign of how quickly concern about climate change have grown. In the past four years, the United States has seen three of the five most destructive hurricanes ever, the biggest and the deadliest wildfires in California history, and the Northern Hemisphere's hottest summer on record. A report from the United Nations Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, which is also known as UNIPCC, found that the world must cut greenhouse gas emissions almost by half in the next decade to avoid the most dangerous impacts of warming. An array of new youth protest groups cropped up in response to the escalating threat. So this Swedish activist Greta Thunberg organization Fridays for Future, the environmental justice group Zero R, the Sunrise Movement, which boosted the Green New Deal. On October the 10th, Greta Thunberg, who has railed millions of young people around climate, took the unusual step of urging her 4.2 million Twitter followers to support Biden. She quoted, I never engage in party politics, but the upcoming United States election is above and beyond all that. From a climate perspective, it is very far from enough and many of you of course supported other candidates, but I mean, you know, damn. Just get organized and get everyone to vote. Hashtag Biden. For many young people, including Graham, climate group provided a gateway into politics. So, in a 2020 politic post or a poll from Tufts University Center for Information Research on Civic Learning and Engagement, also known as Circle, 27% of Americans between 18 and 24 had participated in a march or demonstration up from 5% in 2016. I don't know if I would have voted this year if I wasn't into activism," said Graham. But her heightened awareness awareness of environmental and racial justice issues compelled her to set a pre-dawn alarm and stand for 45 minutes in the autumn chill to cast her ballot. Organizations like Friday for Future and Sunrise rose to prominence using outsider tactics, skipping school to protest. They have encouraged members to get involved in politics in more traditional ways. Future Coalition says more than 10,000 people have used their platform to either register to vote or check their registration. Sunrise has spent more than 1 million this year on ads and voter turnout efforts and vol- volunteers with the group have reached hundreds of thousands of voters through phone and the text banking, political director Ivan Weber said. Sunrise has always believed we were going to need a critical mass of both people, power and political power to win climate action on a scale of the crisis, Weber said. 
We try to be proactive about sending the message that protesting is just one part of our activism, just like voting is just one part of our activism. Around the country, there are signs that young climate voters can make a difference in some races. The young people's spirit and their enthusiasm and their mobilization contributed enormously. Marquis said in an interview this week, and it was because of the policy, because of the message largely on the climate crisis. Similarly, efforts in the Democratic primary, primaries helped New York educator Jamal Bauman and St. Louis activist Cory Bush upset longtime Republicans Eloyd L. Angel, New York, and William Lacey Clay Jr. of the 27th Senate and House candidates endorsed by Sunrise this year. All but eight won their primaries. The fact that a youth group is focusing so much of its energy on an election is really remarkable, said Dana Fisher, a sociologist at the University of Maryland, who has spent decades studying the environmental movement. Historically, there was this whole discussion of how young people aren't seeing themselves represented institutionally in the political system, and that is why they don't vote, she said. But the youth climate movement has really helped create the resonating message that they have a role to play in politics. In a sign of climate group cloud, Biden strove to appeal to young, environmentally-minded voter after securing the nomination. In August, he unveiled a $2.2 trillion climate plan developed by a task force that included Sunrise Executive Director Varchini Prakash as well as union leader and former Democratic rivals. I want young climate activists, young people everywhere to know. I see you and I hear you, Biden said at a virtual fundraiser. I understand the urgency and together we can get this done. Now youth voter turnout is on track to hit record level according to Circle. More than 7 million people between ages 18 and 29 had already cast a ballot 7 days before election day, more than twice the number from that point in 2016. Although concern about the coronavirus has increased early and absentee voting across the country, no other age group has seen as big a spike. This surge of enthusiasm could prove consequentially, said A.B. Kiesa, Circle's Director of Impact. In several states where the presidential race is close, including North Carolina, Minnesota and Arizona, young people have doubled their share of the total early vote. Their turnout in these state has already exceeded the margin of victory from 2016. If Biden and other candidates are elected, it could signal a turning point for climate as a campaign issue, Fisher said. We will be moving in a direction that means you can't ever ever again run a campaign without having some solutions to climate change, she said. Climate change is the most important issue the humanity has ever faced. We are the first generation to feel the effects of climate change and the last generation who can actually do something about it, said by the 44th President of the United States, Barack Hussein Obama. Climate change is real and yes, it is happening right now. We have to come together and fight together to save the one planet that we have got. This was it listeners for today's episode of podcast. I hope you liked the today's episode of podcast keep following me on twitter for daily climate change news at real yashnegi and any suggestions are always welcome in the email id given in the description below it really means a lot to me that you give your valuable time to listen to my podcast it really means a lot to me thank you everyone and i will catch you guys up in the next episode of talking climate change with yashnegi until then have fun be safe god bless everyone thank you